The Daily Rios for Monday, November 9th, 2015. It's a little bit of a personal musical Monday today. In a podcast called The Daily Rios, unlike an iTunes review that I received back when I first started that said I was self-indulgent, duh, in a podcast called The Daily Rios, you have to expect some personal reflections or episodes where I talk about, well, me. So if you don't want to hear talk about theater or hear a host talk about himself, you should probably skip this episode. Okay. Are they gone? Great. Let's talk about them. No. No, wait. Even better. Let's do a comic book episode masquerading as a Musical Monday episode. Just kidding. Okay, so I've been hinting for a while about a project that I've been working on here in Philadelphia, and today was our first rehearsal. And tickets are now on sale. The creator has given me the thumbs up that I can spread the word, so I am going to finally talk about how I am directing and choreographing a world premiere here in Philadelphia, a new musical called The Three Maries. It is written, composed, both the music, the lyrics, and the book by the fabulous Michael Ogborn, who has a number of musicals under his belt here in Philadelphia and New York. Uh, I've worked with Michael for a number of years through a connection with a producer that I've worked with for even more years, mostly doing corporate events, industrials, etc. Some that have taken us up and down the East Coast, including stops in New York at Radio City Music Hall and other Broadway theaters. So while I've never actually been in a Broadway show, I've performed on Broadway stages, including Radio City Music Hall with the troupe of Rockettes at the time, which was uh, really awesome. Anyway, so the Three Maries started rehearsals today, as I said, for a week of workshops where we get to work on the script, we get to immerse ourselves in the historical aspects of the piece, we work on accents and dialects, music, choreography, etc. And then we'll go into main rehearsals starting next week, and we open on December 17th here in Philadelphia at the Prince Theater, which is named after the famous Broadway director Harold Prince. So what is The Three Maries about? Perhaps the easiest way to describe what the show is about is by reading one of the lyrics in the opening number, and it goes like this. It's the story of a local girl who lands herself a fella, a little bit Pygmalion, a little Cinderella, a little bit of drama, an awful lot of laughter, a story you expect to end with happy ever after. A little bit historic fact, a little bit of fiction, a lesson in the way we folks in Philly butcher diction. Some blinking lights, a couple of fights, and a possible arraignment. A taste of what we used to call an evening's entertainment. So listen to this tale of civic loyalty and how we mix it up with famous European royalty. So when the composer was a kid growing up in Philadelphia, he used to hear the neighbor ladies, his parents, etc., all say things like the following. Well, aren't you the queen of Romania? Or doesn't she, uh, doesn't she just sit around the house like Marie of Romania? And he always wondered why all these people of a certain generation kept referencing the queen of Romania, Marie of Romania. Why were they able to all have these same sayings? And he found a picture once where he saw a, a picture of a real-world event in 1926 when the actual Queen of Romania came to Philadelphia uh, along one of her um, 
uh, tours through the United States. And it was this whirlwind, whirlwind event. It happened only for a couple of hours. In 1926, Philadelphia was celebrating its sesquicentennial, its 150th anniversary. It had an expo down in the Navy Yards that uh, was apparently a bomb. Nobody came. The weather was bad, uh, all that stuff. Um, the Ben Franklin Bridge also opened in 1926 for any history buffs out there. So she came here for just a few hours. Her visit didn't even make her autobiography. We weren't even in her autobiography. So he realized this was a real world event. And he thought what an interesting way to do a show, do a musical about Philadelphia through, through this, uh, visit. It's kind of very similar to, to when the Pope came to Philadelphia and, and how the city closed down and there was all this excitement and buzz and, and all of this fanfare. It was very much like that. Uh, this was the queen, the queen of Romania, who after war, World War I, she fought, one of her big things is that she really fought to keep certain interests from dividing up Romania. Um, she managed to keep her country together and uh, she has a fascinating history that you can read about. So... This historical event is told through uh, a family um, that is in Philadelphia and how it affects them um, because the uh, young daughter works at City Hall. So it's up to her to set up all the events and the dinners and all the fanfare for the Queen's arrival. Now, not only is it told because of you know, through this family, but the family is also a mummer family. And that's truly the underlying uh, theme and the underlying topic that that um, the composer is trying to bring up. It's bringing this very Philadelphian cultural aspect of the mummers to audiences told in a way that will um, not necessarily having to explain the mummers, but just showing them through this event, how it affects this family, how the mummers work, um, what's their impact on the city, on their families, on their lives, on, on what they know and why they do what they do, and show us show a side of them that maybe most people aren't used to, uh, or just to show how so very unlike anything else the mummers are. So it's, as I said, told through this young girl and her um, hopes and dreams to find something else that is outside of the mummer world, which she does through the visit of this queen. Um, she finds love and romance and turmoil and strife, but then realizes, you know, that family is family and, and um, uh, they, they sort of help her see that uh, she, even though she wants to try to run away, it'll always be part of her. Uh, it is very timeless. It takes place in 1926, but the dialogue and the humor is very universal. It's a musical set within the confines of vaudeville and pre-Oklahoma, pre-showboat um, tools and techniques techniques uh, of musicals, but also still realizing that it's being told to a modern audience. Um, uh, some of the humor comes out through the accents and the dialogue uh, dialects of Philly speak, uh, which is always fun. And we call it a Philadelphia fable, so we're able to take liberties on a lot of things, and it's incredibly funny. And I only hope what I bring to the piece matches the beauty and the simplicity and the hilarity of the show. I've, I've learned so much working with Michael, the composer, and the producers, and... Um, 
um, trying to get the script to a good point and, and working with the designers on the sets and the costumes and the props and just being, you know, keeping an eye on everything and watching it all develop. It's just been fascinating. Uh, one of the things I, I really took away from this process is, is this idea when you're, when you're batting around ideas, when you're talking about work, when you're collaborating with someone, no matter what it is, theater, art, comics, etc., uh, you know, when, when you're trying to develop story points or maybe look at a scene and um, you feel it needs something, what you want to question yourself with is, is what you're doing or what you're bringing to the piece, is it better or is it just different? Because different may not always be better. It could just be different. And, you know, you have to weigh certain aspects against one another. Is what you're trying to push or develop or fight for, is it truly better? Is it going to make the project better? Or is it just going to be different? And maybe it's not worth um, spending so much time on because, uh, um, you know, it's just different. It's not necessarily making anything better. So that that's great. I love that whole concept. And, uh, um you know, maybe something I'll stick with for a while. So you can order tickets, as I said, if you're local and you want to see the show, if it sounds interesting to you, you can go to the3maries.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram. And uh, part of the reason why I'm doing this episode is because if you, first of all, it's a quick episode. <laughs> it's easy to sort of catch everyone up, you know, for those that are interested and I certainly hope you can indulge me because, um, uh, you know, maybe I'll might, I might do some more episodes like this. It's a nice little t time capsule that I'm able to talk about the show and listen to, you know, in years to come. So that's kind of fun for me. But if I don't do an episode in a while, you'll understand that between doing this show and the other show that I'm doing, Spamalot, which starts rehearsals in a week, um, and those rehearsals will be at night, You'll understand that I'm a little bit busy, but I am trying to create good art, as Neil Gaiman says, create good art, whether it be theater, podcasting, comics, you know, I certainly see, um, or uh, I see doing this comics podcast, this daily podcast as my own little slice of art, my own little creation that I'm always happy that someone out there is willing to listen to or that they want to hear and they want to respond to. So that's just amazing. All right, so that's my little promo for The Three Maries, and uh, I'm excited about it. It is a great opportunity. It's the most high-profile gig I've done um, to, to date, and uh, I will certainly give you updates, and we'll see how it goes, and we'll see how opening night goes on December 17th, and uh, you know, maybe I'll listen back to this and go, ah, that was such a simple time back then, and uh, you know, the process could be what it could be, but I'm sure it'll be great. All right, this has been The Daily Rios, episode 329 for Monday, November 9th. Talk to you soon.